Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level 3. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. The principal players are awesome. Some people are awesome. And everybody else in between. Jason B. Tackerfin is going to step up. And in, in a couple of moments' time, we talk baseball uh, with Jason. I want to get to uh, that fan. So, uh, there's a video out there of a Miami Dolphin fan, uh, the, the 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 one Dolphin fan. Hey man, these guys have been just, you know, these guys have been in a coma for like 25 years. They win one football game. But I tell you what, you know, this dude, <laughs> he's, you know, it, it's crazy, Matthias. He's like the most hated guy on the internet. Even like uh, Portnoy and Barstool is like, You're, you suck. And he's like, <laughs> and, like everybody out there is like, dude, you're a jerk. Everyone's like, you suck. This, you know, he tweeted out. So there's this dude. He's a Dolphin fan. It's right after the game. He's walking in a concourse after the game, and he's yelling like really loud. He's fired up. He's hammered. He's fired up, and he's yelling at everybody. He kept repeating the same thing: "Enjoy the flight, effing home. Enjoy the effing flight home, man. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the, uh, the the flight home over and over and over." Except he was plowing through people as he was doing it. And what I found was funny. You know the the dude. He, oh, he wears the Baker hat at the games. Uh, the big brother. He was there in Miami. The guy's hardcore. I think he goes to every game. And uh, you see, they bumped into each other. He's like, "F you." <laughs> he says to him. <laughs> That's all he says. He goes, F you. The way he said it, he stopped. Dolphin sort of stopped and kept walking after. Because uh, dude's pretty big, too. He's like, F you. Um, but everyone's hating the guy. Listen, he's a jerk. Um, but it could be worse, Matthias. He wasn't punching people and stuff. You know what I mean? He's yelling. He likes his team. There are a lot of Bill fans there, bro. And I'll be honest with you. Like, Bill's fans, like... Bills fans can get pretty mouthy too, man. Like when they're winning on the road and stuff. Like I saw it in LA. Um, you know, most Bills fans are pretty cool, but it's like anything. So he's emotional. He's fired up for his team and stuff. I don't hate him as much as everybody does. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Because you said, oh, Lady Marantz, you're going to hate this guy, right? Nah, it is. But I tell you what, like he could get dropped eventually. Like if you do that for like ten minutes and stuff, like eventually someone's gonna drop you. <laughs> I think guys like that should always get dropped, Gabe. I, I don't think those guys are cheering on their teams. I think that guys like those are trying to get under your skin and make you feel bad. And if they, and if you go down that road, you know, then we get we get to we get to test out that chin real quick. <laughs> you know, that, that's the road I, you I go down. That's what happens. I don't think anything happened because if he would have got dropped in the parking lot, there'd be a video of it. There's videos of all this stuff, right? It, so, it's, well, that's the thing. If you're going to drop that guy, there's a good chance you're going to get jumped by a couple other guys who might be drunk that are wearing Miami Dolphins jerseys. So, you know, you got to pick a wise fight right there. That parking lot's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy to begin with. <laughs> so, you're right. But, um, listen, I don't want to see violence at these games and stuff. And I didn't think it was like, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, we'll put it that way. Like, I didn't, I when I saw it, I kind of laughed and stuff. Um, like I said, he didn't hit anybody. He wasn't, like, getting in people's faces trying to fight them. 
You know, that was a typical, he was calling them names and stuff like that. <laughs> Level three, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brentsy. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We got Jason B. Takafin going to step up, and then we've been football heavy tonight. We'll talk some baseball. Get you caught up to date with all the uh, everything that's going on uh, right now on the diamond as far as the wild card standings are concerned. So um, week three of the National Football League, and man, you know we've we've got we've got an interesting standings uh, right now. And looking at the odds, we're going over the division odds uh, right now. If you're just joining us, we just sort of blasted through quickly. We only got a couple of minutes here before Takafin joins us. So AFC East. I got to be honest, I'm surprised the Bills are this heavily favored still, especially considering as many injuries as the Bills have and the fact they're playing the Baltimore Ravens next week in Baltimore, right? That's not an easy game for them. The Bills literally could be 2-2. Two and two. So the Bills are minus 240. The Dolphins are plus 210. The Patriots right now are somewhat of an afterthought unless you buy in. They're 22-1 to one already, and the Jets are 55-1. to one. The Ravens are minus 120 to win the North. Uh, I thought the Ravens were going to win this division before the season started. Cincinnati are plus two seven, uh, plus two ninety right now. Cleveland Browns are plus three forty. The Steelers are not going to win this division. They are fifteen to one. The South is interesting, man. After this big win with the Jags, the Jags to me are alive. This is a real football team. The Jags play the Eagles this week, um, so we're going to find out if the Jags beat the Eagles. Then whoa, right? But. I'll tell you what, the Jags are in the mix right now in a very winnable AFC South division. The Colts uh, right now are plus 110, Jags plus 220, Titans plus 260, uh, the Texans are 27 to 1. I would like the Jags, but I, you know, it's plus 220 is a little bit of an overreaction. They still should be getting more than plus 220. The AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs minus 110, the Denver Broncos plus 240. The Chargers plus 340, and the Raiders, who are now 0 3, are 16 to 1. The NFC East. We went hard on this, and this is one of them that we actually double clicked on. And it was, it was, you know, I think I triple clicked on the Philadelphia Eagles, actually. The Eagles right now are minus 340. People are just giving them the division. I think that's a little too high. Cowboys plus 650. Giants 7 to 1. Commanders are 24 to 1. They might as well be 240 million to 1. Jason B. Takafin steps up and in. Let's hit the diamond. This is Sportrick. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
You can't have that when you're trying in a play in a pennant race, in a playoff race, or even you have a chance to even host the three game wild card. They're just whatever the opposite of peaking is at the wrong time. It's really bad. Yeah, and you've got the Baltimore Orioles that are just continuing to linger, aren't they? With the yeah. four games behind. It's not as if though you get the feeling they're gonna be able to pull this off, but it's amazing. Every time you hit refresh on the standings, they're Baltimore four games behind. So Seattle does have a little bit of a cushion and it does seem like it's starting to take shape and form uh, right now. How do you think Seattle would match up against the Cleveland Guardians? Guardians are red hot, and they have a great manager, Terry Francona, who knows how to win in the postseason. He uh, He's taken the Guardians to the postseason more times than he hasn't, which is really impressive considering they really turned around that rebuild really quickly. I took the under for the Guardians this year. I thought they were going to trade Jose Ramirez. I would like to see the Mariners play the Guardians I don't, I don't want to see them play the Blue Jays. I don't want to see Manoa Gossman and either Stripling or Barrios at home. Tampa Bay just seems to always win those first and second rounds. They're always there. And I want to avoid them also. Look, if Julio Rodriguez comes back healthy, because he's on the 10-day IL right now, if he comes back healthy and Suarez comes back healthy with his thumb, I would take the Mariners with a little bit of rest over anyone. Luis Castillo coming off a six-year contract extension, Robbie Ray pitching number two, and then Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, whomever in game three, I would feel good with the Mariners Gabe, last last week. We were saying, well, the Mariners have four at the angels, three at the A's, three at the Royals. Then they finished 10 at home, Texas, Oakland, Detroit. They should lock up the number one seat, especially because the blue Jays play the Orioles, the blue Jays play uh, the Yankees. But this is why it's hard to sort of look ahead because if teams, I'm a believer that if you're going to lose, you're going to lose no matter who you play. Winning teams win no matter who they play. And now while the Mariners are going to be at home, they do have an off day. They're just counting down the days so Julio Rodriguez can come back off the IL. I think we've seen right now, in whatever sport, you can't take any team or any any game for granted. Now, I don't believe that Seattle are losing games on purpose, but at the same point in time, are they better off playing against Cleveland than they would be, you know, traveling? Because they, you know, let's say let's they they wouldn't be the first place team. So let's say they finished in second in the wild card, and then they ended up going to Toronto. Would they prefer to play Cleveland than Toronto? That's the question, right? Yeah, I, I don't like looking that much at head-to-head matchups when it comes to playoffs because it could give you a false sense of, like, what's going to happen or a false sense of, like, well, this is how they play each other, and it's all against matchups. In some sports, UFC, football, where there's more time, it is all about matchups. I think in baseball, a lot of it is momentum and health and have you been there before? Are the lights too bright? The Mariners are going to go to the playoffs if they make the playoffs for the first time since 2001. That's the longest active streak of any North American, uh, any of the any North American team of the Big Four. I don't think they're going to just be happy to get there, but those lights might be a little bit too bright for them. And in Cleveland, they're used to going to the playoffs. They're used to winning around the two. They hosted Game Seven of the World Series in 2016. While that's a long, but that's a sort of far away. Terry Francona was there. He's going to have his team prepared. Look. I would have liked the Mariners to have hosted them at home and to go into the playoffs feasting on these poor teams. Angels, Oakland twice, Kansas City, Texas, Detroit. It's not going to happen that way. I don't want them to play in Toronto because then Jose Barrios, who has a 6.75 ERA on the road, he gets the pitch at home where he has a 3.98 ERA. And if you if you can get rid of the Blue Jays at home and not have to deal with them, then you're dealing with the Blue Jays in the second round or third round. You don't really have to deal with Barrios at home. Some managers don't don't believe in that stuff when it gets to the playoffs, right? We've seen this in the past where they will pitch a player in a stadium even though he's had bad numbers. If you're the Blue Jays, do you just absolutely positively only pitch him at home? I think you do. And I know I just said that, like, you know, in matchups, I know it might be a little contradictory what I'm saying because two minutes ago I was saying how, like, you know, it doesn't really matter that much about momentum. I think when the number, when the discrepancy is that large and you know how good he is at home, you can say, we're going to get you ready for game one. Now, if the Blue Jays do host 
the wild card. I think you do pitch Barrios uh, in games two or three, or at the very least three, so that you can have him ready for game three again when you come back home in the next round. And I think you do have to avoid him on the road. They have a very stacked bullpen also. It doesn't really seem this way, but Mitch White, I like his arm for an inning or two. I know he's not doing very well so far, but he has a very live arm. I think that that can play very well if they use that bridge to get to, uh, you know, to get to uh, their closer Romano. Jason B. Takafin kicking with us. Looking at the National League wildcard situation right now, uh, Jason, the Philadelphia Phillies have only won three of their last 10 baseball games, but they're hanging on right now by a game and a half over the Milwaukee Brewers. Would have been massive for the Brew Crew to win again today to cut this thing to half a game. I put a bet in last week on the Brewers at plus 280 that they would get into the playoffs believing Philadelphia would be the ones on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. I think San Diego will get there. San Diego now 17 games over 500. How do you think this plays out? And listen, the National League East is still in play right now as well, right? Yeah. You know, Buck Showalter is going to win manager of the year because of the turnaround, no matter what happens. I, I, I had fan duel. I took a fan duel 91 and a half over with the Braves and for them to win the NL East at the beginning of the year. I still think they will win the NL East, but Buck Showalter has turned around the Mets. Yes, they added Scherzer and they added DeGrom in the second half. But quietly, Bob Melvin, the Padres are seven games over the All-Star break. And while they added Juan Soto, they added Josh Hader. And Josh Hader got off to as bad of a start as you can get. He was he had an ERA of 23.14. That's not a typo. That's not a blip. 23.14 in the seven games. He's got one earned run allowed in his last eight appearances, including four saves. ERA of 1.35 in September. And by the way, don't forget about Blake Snell. Blake Snell's had a really tough year and a half with injuries. Some may say he never got over being pulled in game six of 2020 World Series. 2.81 ERA in July, 2.81 ERA in August, 2.63 ERA in September. He just threw 117 pitches. He took a no-hitter into the seventh, 13 Ks. And if you don't think that matters, and if you don't think that him going deep into games and Bob Melvin knowing that he needs a left-handed horse to go into the playoffs and knowing what that guy has been through, Bob Melvin, that's, that's as good of a managerial move as you'll get and by the way he's had to deal with the fernando tatis drama and suspension and sort of will he or won't he it really seemed like it was like the brett Favre version of when he's going to retire will he or won't he tatis was like in the clubhouse he's taking batting practice he's wearing a uniform he's not he's on the field he's shagging fly balls he's not then he had the pd suspension bob melvin's managed that seven games over 500 since the all-star break Juan Soto, who when Juan Soto struggles for a month, very like DeGrom, which we'll get to in a second, it's it's headlines because he doesn't struggle, right? Like Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette had a bad two months. Bo Bichette's never had a bad two weeks, so it's, it's headlines. They're starting to figure things out. Manny Machado, 31 home runs. He's probably going to finish another top three MVP. Bob Melvin's done as good of a job as you can get for the Padres this year. They host the Los Angeles Dodgers. And speaking of Blake Snell, Snell is scheduled to start on Tuesday against Tyler Anderson. Yeah, I wonder if Fanduel has a lot and how many fights there's going to be in the stands. Padres and Giants, uh, Padres and Dodgers, by the way. Like, when did that become just like the Raiders and Chargers, right? Like, that's the new version of like, I don't Anyways. It's a California thing. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, you see, it spins off the Giants stuff, and now it's San Diego, and everybody hates L.A. and all this. I, It's not... It's not everybody. It's like it's like NFL games. It's a pocket. It's a small pocket offense. It's a numbers game, and... You know, what an usher told me in 2003 when I went to the Red Sox-Yankees game is if you want to look for a fight, you can find one, but they won't come to you. Exactly. Right. You know, I told people that, like, because people ask me, Marantzi, you know, you're wearing your Bills jersey at the Rams game. You're there alone and stuff. You're walking around. And I told people exactly that. I said, look, if you're looking for trouble, it'll be easy to find. Yeah. If you mind your own business, you'll be you'll, you'll be okay and you'll be fine as well. Yeah. I think I I like the Padres in this series only because Bob Melvin's gearing them up for the playoffs. They want to be able to clinch, go in with a head of steam, and also go in not having to miss many starts or to go in with the momentum of not having to worry about the rotation and to not getting everybody off the This schedule. is going to be a playoff-like atmosphere here, I'll tell you that at Peck. All right, hold that thought, Jason. More on the other side with Jason B. Takafin. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Jason B. Tackett, a former minor league executive of the year, a three-time champion with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. We're talking wild card uh, chases uh, right now, but there's a lot of managerial news in Major League uh, Baseball, not to mention the home run uh, stories. We're talking about schedules, and you can't take anything um, or anyone for granted looking at the schedule uh, for the upcoming week, we talked about Los Angeles and San Diego uh, going head-to-head in a big-time series. The Atlanta Braves get a little bit of a so-called reprieve. They're in Washington. The Philadelphia Phillies get the Chicago Cubs uh, this week. What are your thoughts on the week uh, that's set to come here, Jason? Um, just to touch on the Padres and Dodgers, beginning of the year, Dave Roberts said that he wants, you know, he, he put the X on the Dodgers back. This atmosphere in San Diego is the best thing for the Dodgers. The Dodgers clinched the NOS, I think, the third week of April. They've been able to kind of coast since the Freddie Freeman drama. For them to be able to go on the road, because remember, they're That's not going to a reminder play. of what's set to come, right? It's a good and point. And they're not going to play. They get a buy. And if you ask, you know, the Peyton Manning Colts fans, and this, sometimes the buy is obviously great because it lets you go to the next round, obviously, but sometimes it's not because it gets you off schedule and you don't get that momentum. And there's only so much you can get from watching on TV. Them going into San Diego now and to feel that adrenaline, that is literally going to be a playoff series for them. It's going to get everybody riled up, not to mention it's going to give Dave Roberts the simulation of playoffs while able to figure out his rotation because they're going to have to do, you know, do you start Andrew Heaney? Do you piggyback Tyler Anderson? What do you, when do you start uh, Kershaw and Urias? Do you, do you stagger them? So it's one and three. So it's not lefty on left. All these different things are going to have to figure out. They get the gift of time and they get this playoff atmosphere here. Jason B. Takafik kicking with us. And Jason, I don't know what it is about Friday nights at Chavez Ravine mm. when the St. Louis Cardinals are in town, but I was at Fernando Valenzuela's no-hitter. Uh, yeah, look at that. That's fine. Yeah. No, no, you know what? It just sort of hit me. I was like, man, that was a Friday night against the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, that no-hitter. Cool. And then you got Albert Pujols with the two home runs on Friday night. And I said on Friday, I don't know if you agree with this take of mine, but sort of thought to myself, wow, at Dodger Stadium, he did this. And do you remember he was in the home run derby at Dodger Stadium? Yeah. And, and a lot of people, including myself, said, well, he's not a legitimate threat, and this is just a gratuity invite, right, out of respect uh, for him. And you remember he freaking murdered the baseball at Dodger Stadium. So it almost came full circle from where I think he kind of came alive at the home run derby. Like, people talk about home run derby sometimes hurting your swing moving forward, but to me, looking back in hindsight, that home run derby was actually the catapult to all of this. I, you know, I agree because he was able to get his flowers from not just the Latin players who look up to him, but also all of Major League Baseball. So it was very rejuvenating, not to mention they've also defeated the Brewers in the division for all intents and purposes. They've had a great year. They've needed him to have a great year. Paul Goldschmidt's going to win the MVP. Arenado's going to finish second or third. Pujols is probably going to get the back end 15 to 20 because he's had some amazing hits. They've needed him. But Gabe, I'm with you. He came alive. That was really a turning point. Maybe not so much literally, but emotionally, that had to be a very big moment for him. So let's talk about um, some of the managerial stuff that's going on. No surprise here about Don Mattingly not returning. It seems it really was, I think, 
you know, both both everybody agreed. I, I actually believe at this time when he said, listen, we sat down, we met, and we just yeah. thought it was for the best for everybody. I think he's tired. He's been there seven years. I think they're looking for a change within your organization, and they wanted to show him respect by not firing him in the season. Remember, Kim Ng is a former Yankee also, right? She was an assistant general manager uh, in the 90s glory years. Obviously, Mattingly just missed them, but they don't they're they're they handled Mattingly like Mattingly handles the press and everybody with a lot of elegance and a lot of class and people talk you look at the Marlins writers they've said that Don Mattingly has just been a pleasure to work with he always gives you honest answers he is always very calm even though they're not very good right like the the, the they have Should they be better they should be a lot better. Look, it's very, you know, Jeter put out the whole like, oh, they didn't give us the money to sign Nick Castellanos. That might be true. He left. Kimming for the first time in her tenure is going to have a blank slate with a manager. They have Sandy Alcantara signed. They busted his arbitration. Pablo Lopez, Max Merritt. They have, they actually have pitching. They just need hitting. Jazz Chisholm Jr. So they may be able, you know, you look at, let's say, the Blue Jays, but they have three catchers. And the Blue Jays are really interesting because Jose Moreno, he's one of the top prospects in baseball. Alejandro Kirk's amazing. Danny Jansen's amazing. He's just not healthy. Do they trade one of those catchers and maybe a hitter to get one of those pitchers? St. Louis Cardinals, right? Yadier Molina. They know the legacy of a catcher, right? Mike Matheny, Yadier Molina. They, they, they respect the captain of the team, the catcher. Maybe they trade Nolan Gorman or one at Matthew Libertor. One of their studs for a catcher. Um, but getting to the Marlins, getting back to the Marlins, rather, they need help hitting. And I think that they're going to be very aggressive. Maybe not so much financially, but they're going to be very aggressive on the trade market. And they need to do something because they can't have Sandy Alcantara, Jr., Sandy Alcantara, who should get some MVP votes, by the way, and then they're in last place. You can't have that. We're last place pitchers leading the team, leading the league in all these uh, pitching uh, stats, and they're terrible. What do you make of the Tony La Russa situation in Chicago in which it's been reported that Tony La Russa will not be reporting? I guess the decision was sort of made for everybody due to Tony's health uh, right now. Yet it was a strange hire to begin with, and let's just call it out for what it is. It was pretty much a disaster. I mean, yeah. when we look back on this, it was and then and then and then as well, when you saw the White Sox started winning games when he wasn't there as well, it makes you wonder what they could have been if he wasn't the manager. Well, you saw what they were. They were fun. They were young. They were exciting. They were explosive. They ran. They hit. They had all types of great energy. Then they made the playoffs in 2020, and then they got rid of Ricky Renteria, who was their manager. By the way, it's the second time he's been let go of under dubious circumstances in Chicago. And they brought in someone who is not young, who is not fun, who is not, you know, LaRusso obviously has all the, you know, he has all the accolades. He has all the numbers, but he's not current. He doesn't sort of talk to millennials, right? Like he's not sort of Mr. Young and Cool, and they blew it. They had an amazing rebuild. They traded away Jose Quintana, got Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. They traded away Chris Sale. They got Yohan Mancada. They did a lot of great uh, Eaton to get um, uh, Lucas Giolito. It's a Reinsdorf deal, right, in which, you know, going back to the Bulls and just everything in his life, when he makes a decision, he believes that that's the right decision. This is clearly a decision that backfired because he buried his own ball club. Right. I can't, but he can't blame this on Jerry Krause like he did in the Jordan documentary where he blamed, you know, right? So, listen, this is not very good. If White Sox fans are livid, they're actually a very good follow online because they are all miserable because they had a good team. They have a very good baseball operation. Staff. Rick Hahn is a very good general manager. They had great momentum. They were on the up and up, and La Russa kind of killed that. And it's hard to say that with a team that won the division last year, but they've only won one playoff game, and they have a lot of great players, a lot of great pitchers. Dylan Cease is going to finish the top three in Cy Young. You know, Lance Lynn, I, I don't really know why they let go of Carlos Rodon. I, I didn't really agree with it at the time. He didn't really sign, he signed a two-year, $44 million contract with the Giants with a player option. I think that was very palatable. I think that was very digestible for the White Sox. They didn't for whatever reason. They opted to get Kendall Graveman. But this has been a disaster. And honestly, go back and get Ricky Renteria. Go back and say, listen, we're sorry. We're going to pay you for the two years. That, and, like, let's just pretend this never happened. We'll compensate you with my, this. Would, we'll, we'll overcompensate you with a bigger salary. But this was a mistake from day one. And they really wasted. It's a great baseball market. It's a great baseball fan base. They are livid. And they wasted a great rebuild. Jason, we got a couple of minutes left. Updated World Series numbers right now. The Los Angeles Dodgers number, man, just keeps dropping. Yeah. It's uh, plus 290. 
right now. And we told people this before. If you like the Dodgers, you know, when they were plus 350, when they were plus 400, that was the one. That was the time to take them. The odds were not just, you know, suddenly going to get better. So they're plus 290. The Astros right now are plus uh, 380 at FanDuel. The Yankees are 5 to 1. The Mets are 5 to 1. The Braves are plus 950. Cardinals 17 to 1. I know you think the Cardinals are dangerous. And they have an interesting prop up as well. Uh, the winning league, American League or National League, to win the World Series. It's, it's, do you think that one one league has more of an advantage than the other? Um, I think that the American League will have an advantage because the National League is more difficult. Now you could say iron sharpens iron, but you may a team that will make the World Series will have to go through Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Manny Machado, Juan. Oh, so- it's a battle. No matter who you are, man, in the National League, even if you're the Dodgers, dude, it's like, all right, you're gonna have to deal with big time teams and big time pitchers. Iron sharpens iron, and they have those two day breaks if they make it because the World Series, you know, they they stagger the World Series a little, the start a little bit, but. I think the AL will have the advantage. It's just a little softer, especially if Julio Rodriguez isn't back. Eugenio Suarez isn't back. And sort of the back end of the American League might be a little bit softer. If Shane McClanahan's, you know, not throwing, you know, really well, the back end could be a little bit softer. The NL is just out of control. You can have a team like the Phillies finish in third in the wild card, and then you have to deal with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nolan, Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, too. Like, those are that's difficult. These are not traditional wild card teams. Like in the NFL, if you would have a team that's finished eleven and five, and they're the wild card, right? Or eleven and twelve and five, whatever it is now, seventeen games. You said Braves plus nine fifty. That's a really good number, especially if Strider is going to come off the IL after the fifteen day IL and then go right into the playoffs. Especially if they win the division, so you're going to have a team with a buy rested Max Fried, uh, rested Spencer Strider, rested everybody, uh, Kyle Wright. So that that's actually pretty good value plus nine fifty. Cardinals plus 1,700, again, it, we'll have to talk next week because of Jack Flaherty. They're building up his own. He went six innings after he went five innings. If he can come back and be the Jack Flaherty of old, that throws an incredible monkey wrench into the National League because then they're going to have Wainwright, Quintana, and Flaherty. And that doesn't even bring up Montgomery, who's a lefty also. They're going to have a lot of options, the Cardinals. I think they're dangerous, and I think it's a more than fair price. Put it this way: they have every bit of chance to, uh, to win, as the New York Mets do, and the Mets are five to one, and they're seventeen to one. That's the way I look at it. Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Can't wait for the playoffs to start. Thank you so much, Gabe. We'll talk next week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Always good talking baseball with Jason B. Takafin. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Rolling Sunday, bloody Sunday style. We've got Monday night uh, football uh, to conclude. 
week three, Dallas Cowboys and the New York football Giants. The Giants. Giants are 2-0 for the first time since um, 2016. And they're trying to become 3-0 for the first time in a very uh, long time. Uh, you know, listen, man, the New York Giants have been a terrible team. Um, it's been a train wreck uh, for a long time. They sort of, you know, they won a couple of Super Bowls in the Eli Manning era, but ever since uh, Eli's been gone, it's been a disaster. They've gone through a bunch of different coaches. They haven't been 3-0 since 2009, except I'm not sure they're going to be able to get there. Like, if you look at the matchups, number one, listen, man, there's a lot of injuries across the board. Like, and we talked about that last week when we were handicapping all these games coming into uh, to week three. Almost every team we talked about um, had like a ton, a ton of injuries. And you can't simplify it like just like that, but um, Dr. David Chow, right, from, uh, you know, the pro football doc, uh, he's still on our network. Uh, he goes on like earlier shows. Um, but we used to have him on uh, on Sundays last year on um, on in-game live every Sunday. And don't forget me and Scotty Farrell throw it down every Sunday at 1 o'clock. But he used to he used to give picks, and his record was good, and it was solely on injuries. So basically, like he had a chart, and you know what I mean. It would be like a green green is healthy and red, and like you know what I mean. He'd have like the the he'd have a picture of you know what I mean, like the the lines of scrimmage, and he'd add up like all right, who's healthier, who isn't, and he would bet against the unhealthier team, and he would more often than not win. Now, you can't just sort of plainly simplify it like that, but, you know, just for the record, he did, and, you know, and he said, he goes, I put no, there's no other variables involved in this. And it is free on his website. Um, It's the health index. You'll see, it's like he's got a health index uh, chart, and basically which team is healthier uh, than the other one. Now, you can tell, uh, you know, you can look, but like I said, he isolates it, and obviously it's his job, so he does a great job at it. So both both these teams have have situations. There's going to be a lot of talk about about the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush all day. You know, people are going to talk about the quarterback uh, situation, but the New York Giants have a lot of injuries you know, in their in their own right. Specifically, cornerback uh, Aaron Robinson, which is going to be a problem for them. Uh, he had appendix surgery. Leonard Williams has a sprained MCL. So there's going to be opportunities, like some of the better players on defense of the New York Giants are not playing in this game. C.D. Lamb should have some opportunities, and he's been pretty much limited and held in check for the most part so far this year. The Giants' offense has not been, like, spectacular. Don't kid yourselves. Yeah, they're 2-0. They've found ways to win football games, but... It's very, very pedestrian-like. You know, Saquon Barkley's popped off a couple of big runs here or there. And, you know, they hit that two-point conversion to win the game. Like I said, they've capitalized. They've scored when they've needed to. They've done enough to win games. But this offense is going to have problems moving the ball against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense is good. And Michael Parsons is a freak who the New York Giants could have drafted and didn't draft. You know, they could have their own, like, you know, new Lawrence Taylor type. I don't see how he doesn't he doesn't light it up and just cause havoc and punch a ball loose here or there. And Cooper Rush is 2-0. You know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He started last year in a football game when he threw for 325 yards, and they won. He started last week. It wasn't pretty, but they won. It might just be one of these deals where, you know what I mean? They, you listen, Dak is coming back next week, I guess. I think this will be the last game for, uh, for for Cooper Rush. But as we've stated, he started two games and he's won both games. So, you know, and, and listen, who the hell thought they were going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, right? So he's beaten the Minnesota Vikings and he's beaten the Cincinnati Bengals in his two starts. You know, I do put some, some you know, some stock in that. Now... As far as the history is concerned, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely own uh, the Giants. All right, the Giants used to win at Dallas when Eli Manning is there, was there. But you know when he when he played there, 
Remember they won the first game there. The Giants used to win all the time at, but that that was like ten years ago or whatever, <laughs> you know, fifteen years ago. So it was it was a while ago. If you you know if you look at the recent history here, the Cowboys are four and one against the spread their last five games in New York. Except I don't really know what to make of this because, and, you know, the the Giants lost to everybody in New York. The Giants, it's pretty crazy that you would figure New York would have such a smaller, no, you know, second and none, no home field advantage, but they don't, right? The Jets lose all the time, and the Giants over the years have been terrible at home. The Giants only actually cover on the road uh, normally, but you have a new coach. So there is, there's a new, you know, there's a new culture in place. Like in the past, Giant fans go to the game and they're very negative. So it's not like it's a positive for the team to play at home. They were negative towards Eli Manning, and he won two Super Bowls for them, right? Like, they hated him by the end of it. Like, it's New York, so they're a pretty hostile, angry crowd to begin with. But the Giants have really frustrated them. And, like, they, you know, the fans boo the team. Like, you know, they turn on them right away. They boo the team. Like, the players basically get yelled at in the parking lot. Like, they, they, they don't like playing at home. Except there's a new culture now. They won the football game last week. We should note, and I always tell people this, so I don't want to sound hypocritical when I say this. When I say it doesn't really matter about the fans who's in the building or the stadium or whatever. Teams are going to win or lose. If they're going to lose on the road, it's because of the travel or the weather or the situation. Like Put it this way. like The Buffalo Bills didn't lose today because the stadium was sold out in Miami. right? They lost because they were injured, and they lost because it was hot as hell. And the Miami Dolphins outlasted them in a slugfest. But where I'm going with this is there will be a ton of Cowboy fans at this game. There's something about, like, there's there's a ton of Cowboy fans in New York City and in the Jersey area. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people, like, they, they're, 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 it sort of goes hand in hand. You're supposed to be a Yankee fan and a Giant fan, right? It's the Yankees and the Giants are the same fans, and it's the Jets and the Mets that are the same fans. You remember the Jets used to play at Shea Stadium as well in the old days, right? So, but there's a there's a there's a lot of them. Like there's a lot, like tens of thousands of them. Like there's there's literally, I don't know, like I'm not gonna say millions of them. You know, because there's you know only so many people in New York City, but There's a ton of New York Yankee fans who are Dallas Cowboy fans, like our boy George Kurtz. Corey Parsons is the same way. Big Cowboy fan, but, um, you know, wasn't a Giant fan. And the Giants were really bad in the 70s. Right? Like, they were bad, bad. Like, they were an irrelevant franchise, and the Jets were bad. So people in New York gravitated towards the you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Now you got to remember too, there weren't there wasn't that many teams on TV in the old days. It's not like now, right? It's not like oh you can see every game and there I mean there was no direct ticket or any of that stuff. There was no red zone. You know what I'm saying? You used to get the game that you got. You know you get stuck with the division that you would get. And not to mention, listen, the Dallas Cowboys were America's team. Right? Like, you know, the TV show Dallas was big. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were very popular. And the Cowboys were good. Right? So the Cowboys were, like, super popular. Like, you know, like, in in the old days, in those days, man, it was like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. It was almost like they were the only two damn teams in the the league. And they're also Notre Dame fans. They're also Notre Dame fans. There's, like, that's the other one. Yankee fan, Notre Dame fan. And, you know, you've got the trifecta, too, Yankee, Notre Dame, Cowboy. But that's the other one. I mean, look, they played the – there's, um, you know, Notre Dame played at Yankee Stadium. They even had the pinstripe. They made the, the, the Yankees, like, allowed their the pinstripes to be used and all that. So there will – it'll be a great atmosphere in the stadium. But that giant stadium – or it's not called giant stadium now, MetLife – it gets taken over a lot by people. Like Philadelphia Eagle fans take this stadium over as well. But now that the Giants are better, there's you know they're gonna have a little bit more pride in the team. Because <laughs> before the visiting fans would be cheering and stuff. I've been to Eagle Giant games. There's like a ton of Eagle fans, and Eagle fans are like acting like they're in Philadelphia, like they're all just high fiving each other. And the Giant fans 
aren't mad at the Eagle fans. The Giant fans are like booing their own team. <laughs> so, like, there's a weird dynamic uh, to it. So, as we mentioned, the Cowboys are four and one their last five trips to New York. They're eight and two against the spread the last ten times these two teams have played. The favorite is seven and three against the spread the last ten meetings. Although this game is essentially a pick'em. You know, we talk about trends, and I do think that trends matter when it's the same coaches, it's the same players, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing. Yet, when you have a new coach, you know, it's, it's a different culture on the team. I mean, look at look at uh, the Rams. You know, we talked about, man, the Rams were 11-3 and against the spread their last 14 games against the Arizona Cardinals, and they, they beat them again today. Sometimes just these, these matchups, they just are what they are. And you don't want to get in front in front of them. It seems like most people, a lot of people don't believe in trends. Uh, you know, a lot of people like uh, our boy Cam Stewart all the time. I'll tell him, right? I'll, I'll tell him. I'll be like, dude, this team is like 0-14 against the spread. I don't care. <laughs> doesn't matter. Does, doesn't matter. Does, doesn't matter. Which, which game was it? You know, there's so many of these games. Oh, oh, you know what? It was the Pittsburgh Cleveland, except he ended up being right because of the uh <laughs> because <laughs> because of the cold ass world of that teaser. Uh the 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 uh the teaser and the Browns and uh I'll give him credit for that because I told him yeah, the Browns never cover point spreads in, in a division. I said, I'm not doing it. They never cover. Yeah, it took a freaking miracle for it to happen, all right. This is a really tough game tomorrow. I'll tell you what, listen, man. Like I said, the Giants, it's not like the Giants are putting a ton of points up on the board or anything like that, or, and neither are the Dallas Cowboys. Yet, I get the feeling that, you know, these games, very similar to Pittsburgh and Cleveland on Thursday. Oh, there's not going to be any points in this game. Both these, you know what I mean? The offenses aren't good. It's going to be really low scoring. And what happened? The game ended up going over the number. That's sort of the feeling I get about this game yeah we're talking about an nfl game and the total is less than 40 points you better have a damn good reason to um to be wanting to take the under i've told you guys a million times whenever i take unders i lose i did it again today with houston and chicago i have under 40 they get to 43 i really need to listen to myself and never take any unders ever again this is sports rage bring it SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Well, the show, just like the National Football League regular season, goes by quickly. Quick, quickest 108 minutes in sports talk radio. One more game on the board tomorrow night. The Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants will be on following the game at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern, the Monday Night Meltdown. George Kurtz joins us every Monday, and he is a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan. I get the feeling right now, but tune in to Game Time Decisions. I'm going to be on at 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, Sirius XM Channel 159. Uh, a lot of television uh, networks, apps, and Sling, and Apple TV, all that stuff, right? So uh, you know, where if you just go to sportsgrid.com, you can find a link or find a way to watch on whatever platform you want to watch or listen. So we'll break down this game. As it is now, my, you know, my, I don't know. Like the little, the little voice is telling me the Cowboys are going to win with Cooper Rush. But I'm not locked in on this or anything like that. It's a really tough game, isn't it? <laughs> it's a really tough game. Are the Giants going to be 3-0 for the first time since 2009, even though they're not even playing that well? Or are the Dallas Cowboys going to find a way to, to a way to win again with Cooper Rush, at quarterback, who's actually 2-0 as a starter? And like I said, Cooper Rush was a good quarterback in Central Michigan as well. I know a lot of people don't watch Mac football, but we do, and we did when he was there. And, you know, he was a baller. And it's pretty clear that the team has confidence in them. But at the same point in time, you know, the Giants are finding ways to win football games. I do I do respect Brian Dable and what he's doing right now. Man, it was just it's crazy when you look at the standings and and despite you know what I mean, despite what's happened, like the Denver Broncos, like the the Broncos are lucky they won this football game tonight. I gotta tell you what. Like Nate Hackett you know, it's amazing that here they are. They basically played in a baseball game uh, score today, but they found a way to win, right? And now they're 2-1. and one. It's like, yeah, well, we got, you know, all the criticism of Nate Hackett. They are 2-1 and one right now. All right, follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. A lot more picks uh, tomorrow, and, of course, we'll be here at 6 o'clock Eastern. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.